welcome to the Girls Who Run the World podcast, where we're bringing you inspiring guests who are leaders in their industries. We'll be tackling topics from education and empowerment to diversity and inclusion. Together, let's learn from these incredible women. This podcast is brought to you by Our Gorongosa. We create specialty coffee with 100% of profits supporting people, wildlife, and the planet in Gorongosa National Park, Mozambique. Girls' education is one of our biggest priorities because we know girls have the power to change the world. Just like Beyonce said, who runs the world? Girls! Hello and welcome back to the Girls Who Run the World podcast. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm so excited to be bringing you episode number seven today. And as always, please share this with someone you know would get a lot of value from it and make sure to leave us a written review and hopefully five-star review. This just helps us get to more people and have more of these stories out in the world. So thank you so much in advance for that. So today's guest, we have Terry Rodriguez-Hung. Terry is a UX UI designer from Silicon Valley who bridges the gap with products to be accessible by all. She's a volleyball fan with a Polynesian soul, an avid Muay Thai boxer, and a holistic designer performing at the junction of design and crafting meaningful ideas. So in this conversation, you will hear about her journey into her career and how one interview really changed her whole career trajectory. We talk about what accessibility is and how that plays out in UX design. We talk about how you can foster connection with someone you don't know and why that's really important. And we also talk about the incredible art of making something positive out of something that maybe isn't so great. So let's get to it. Here's episode seven with Terry Rodriguez-Hung. Welcome to the show, Terry. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so glad to be here. This is going to be really exciting. Agreed. So let's jump right in to the opening questions here. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? Uh, That is like the biggest question, I think, everybody needs to ask themselves because I think we forget. But for me, it's definitely being around great people and having that environment that I have. But not only that, but to have a awesome tribe and a family and friends that basically I can really count on. Because if you don't have that support, that what you need, sometimes you get stuck. And sometimes I get this question, a lot like, well, what if I don't have one? Well, the best part is you can build one just by reaching out to people. You may not know them quite yet, but in time you will. It just takes that that time and patience and really get to know to know that individuals and sooner or later they'll be part of your tribe too. Mhm. I love that. It really is about the people you surround yourself with, isn't it? Yeah. What inspires you daily? So what are some things that really get you inspired about the work that you're doing and to be the incredible mom that you are and to keep creating those relationships that you just talked about? What inspires you? There's a two 
I would say two-prong answer. Number one is my family, of course. They do um, inspire me, what they just kind of do just out of randomness or things what they say. But not only that, but hearing other people's stories, how they got to their goal. Like if they started out in X and they kind of had maybe a bumpy ride, but they overcame it and this is how. I think storytelling is very inspirational, but not only that, it does help you to get to where you need to go if you do have a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. I love that. It really is to that idea of everyone loves the underdog story and that's why, because there's a challenge and we can all relate to that. We all have challenges, we all face them in our lives. And so when you can see someone who has taken their life, had challenges along the way, and still come out on top and still achieved incredible things. It's so inspiring. I agree. Yes. What advice would you give your younger self? So if we're thinking about Terry from, you can choose whatever time you really want, but looking at your younger self, if she would listen, what would you tell her? Oh God, that has to be the the most, I think, easiest question to tell my younger, younger self, take more chances and don't have fear um, and really embrace the person that I am and basically embrace how the way I learned versus a masking of, 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 of like who I was. Definitely do not have fear because that just stifles you and that just won't, I don't say n not make you grow as a person but it it will just take you a little little bit longer to get where you need to go. You always have to try to take chances because if you fall, that's okay. You gotta get gotta get back up. I know it's easier said than done. I know that's a that's a real hard one for individuals. Yes, it is for me. Kind of the and I'm not perfect at it, but what has really helped me is to realize that I'm the one who's attaching some sort of meaning to falling down and it doesn't actually mean anything. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing this thing you're trying to do. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. It doesn't mean any of those things, but I think we often start to attach those meanings to it and then you don't want to get back up and try again. Right. Exactly. <laughs> What's one mantra you like to live your life by? Well, this kind of goes in two separate pillars. So one of them is, is when I started to learn Muay Thai, I, that's where I learned to have a very strong mindset and just like, okay, well, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. And then, and then also another mantra that basically, um, when I did, did live with my family back in, um, um, Hawaii, um, of my auntie would always say, and so I would, like say, well, this is not going well. That it, uh, she goes, and <laughs> like, and what <laughs> exactly? So <what>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, anytime I feel myself, I like complaining or well, this is da 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 da. I can hear you know, you know, my auntie in my head saying, and it's like she's right. And what? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? You know, get over it. No, <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> so Terry, who or what has been your biggest teacher so far? Uh, I would say life in general. That is where my education 
took me aware of what I needed to learn, how I needed to learn, and then along that path of education, but not but not only in school, but outside of school, really meeting the people. Again, it's going back to your network. It's going back, who did you meet? What did you learn for them? Did you listen to their story? Because I can guarantee every person you meet throughout your path, you will learn something. You have to learn something because their experience is different than yours. And what you can take from them is golden. But not only that, but they're giving their time to you, listening to you, helping you. But not only that, it goes vice versa. So for me, my biggest teacher is everybody that I have met in my journey, just by living my life. Mm, That's beautiful. I love that. Terry, I'd love to get right on into your journey, into your career. And so you can tell everyone how that journey went and how it's going now and, and maybe how you got started as well. Yes. Well, as I was growing up, I was always loving art drawing and stuff like that so so just throughout my college career i wanted to teach and and when i was a ta i kind of thought myself okay what in the heck can i teach i have no life experience so how can i teach others if i didn't have life experience or working or xyz whatever you know uh, that may be so basically, I I jumped out of that. I finished my schooling, and then and then I got into design work. And I thought, oh my god, this opened a whole new door. I thought, yay! So anyway, I started to pr- pursue you know design on my own, and and then sooner or later, I became a I was doing production work um, as a designer. And then after that, I was doing that for a while. It's like, wait a minute okay, I kind of want to be actually designing the charts, the graphs, the visuals. So, so I did a couple interviews and, um, I, I, there was this one interview, um, I sat in there and there was this, um, art director that says, Terry, you've got a good foundation, but you need to take a UX design class. And I'm like thinking, what the heck is that? (laughs) Or basically I thought I knew it was, but I, didn't so anyway and that changed the trajectory of my career to be perfectly honest with you so I looked it up and everything like that and and this was back in 2015 slash 16 at the end of the year right and there's only two courses that have that that was general assembly and career foundry and General Assembly was this, you know, it was a little bit expensive that basically what I wanted to spend. So anyway, I looked at the other option that was Career Foundry. And the funniest part is basically I told my mom about it and my mom thought it was like the biggest scam. Oh, they're in Germany. You better make sure. It's like, okay, mom. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> you know how, you know, how parents are. Well, make sure that's a, you know, that's a good chunk of change. You make sure. Yes, mom. So, so anyway, um, I called Germany 
a couple of times and making sure it's like, okay, yeah, they're legit. <laughs> Everything like that. That was so funny. So anyways, I, I was going to do it and then I chickened out. And I was going to do it. So, like, I wasted three months in my head. Like, should I do it? Not do it? Not do it? Do it. But, but finally, I end up doing And that was the best darn decision that basically I, like, made is, is having that interviewing, capturing that feedback, having action on that feedback, <clears throat> taking that class from, from Career Foundry. And then after I was done with the course, I actually got a contract to work at a fintech company. And then from there, it's all been uphill and and it hasn't slowed down one bit. And and yeah, I just, it just keeps going. There's just so much more I wanna do and learn and experience because there's just so much out there with within our industry. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. There's so much that you said there that I really loved, but a couple of things that really stuck with me were, I just love how it was just like you said, this feedback of, hey, it would probably be good for you in your career, in your position to try this out. And I love that you actually took that and kind of went with it. And the other thing that stuck with me is that it took you a few months to actually press go. And I think that is so common for people. And I wanted to ask you, did you intuitively know where you're like, this is what I need to do, but were you kind of almost battling with your intuition for a few months? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That was like, I need to do this. But again, that's when the fear sets in and the unknown, because at that time is like, Oh my God, do I not go? Or this is unknown territory. But after a while, it's like, you know what, blah, blah, beep it. I'm just going to run with it. And once I made that decision, it was like, I pressed go and I just went. Yes. You're so. off to the races, it sounds like. It, yeah. <laughs> still on the races. Yeah. I'm still there. Now, for anyone listening who doesn't really know this world, I work in marketing, so I understand the, you know, what UX is, etc. Could you kind of explain what UX design is for someone who has no idea? Yes, no, that's a great question. And and it's it it is a remarkable industry because again, this is my my own opinion, my own two cents. Everybody has their own view what UX is and what is design and you know XYZ. But what makes UX such a interesting field is because in a way we all experience it because we all we all have phones we all have our applications so basically it is the experience of a individual of a human being going through pressing a button making their calendar appointment but also when they call their bank or they call a Xfinity is a great example. So when you call them, or when you're on a uh, um, on a chat, it's a you know it's a bot. You know you know it's a virtual assistant. That whole experience, that's what UX consists of. As just as a couple um, 
examples. It's just the ex experience how a human being individual interacts with a program or with a software or actually just with a product. Mm -hmm. And then your job really is to figure out and you can add to this or change this, but it's to figure out how do you, I create the best possible experience for that. Yes. User. It's so cool. Yes. I love this stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, and you know, you know, and that's where depending on the company or the timeline and the budget, how much time you have to actually do research or don't do research. And if they, you know, if that company or client, if they have a design system that's in place, and then you have to, you know, you know, work with engineers and then products. So, you know, it's just not just you, but you have other stakeholders or other individuals that's coming to the party or the UX party. And then you yeah. have all these different, you know, you know, events, you know, um, if you're planning like a birthday party, you know, you're going to need a cake, you're going to need ice cream, you're going to need the food, you're going to need the decorations again, just, just trying to make it as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. So cool. Switching gears a little bit, something I wanted to speak to you about is accessibility. I know it's something you're very passionate about. Yes. And I wanted to get from you, what exactly does that mean? Because I find something that's happening for me a lot in my life right now is there's things that are almost buzzwords that I'm like, but what does that mean? You know, what does that really mean? So I'd love for you to tell us what accessibility means to you and why is it something that you're passionate about? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I am too learning <laughs> about the buzzwords. Um, again, it's, it's, it's such a big area that you'll hear different versions and this and that and everything. But, but again, for me, my two cents is basically um, accessibility is just the tools to help our digital products to be accessible for for everyone um and when we talk about accessibility diversity inclusion in my mind it's just all humans all humans walk of life to make our products or whatever products you are using to be accessible just for anyone including maybe somebody um, just like for myself, I have a hidden disability. So maybe other cognitive um, overload. Um, if there's too much information, it's like, oh God, I, you know, um, I can't focus, you know, you know, on certain things. Or versus maybe somebody um, um, is a non-sight person, or maybe you know, may, you know, maybe they need uh, assistance uh, just with um, a screen reader or with closed captions. So like if we don't have any accessible, for example, if we have um, a, a podcast, maybe there's maybe there's not of a transcript or X, Y, Z. So I mean, so we have to design products that can be accessible for everyone and just not for one certain person or not one certain persona. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And are you finding that the companies you've been working with or have recently worked with, that this is very top of mind 
for yes. a lot of them now. Yeah, it seems like it's really come to the forefront, as it should, I think. Um, because really, yeah, you do, at the end of the day, you want everyone to be able to enjoy that product, that app, that service. Not, like you said, just this percentage of the population. Right. Absolutely. I love that. You kind of touched on this in the beginning of the interview as well, in that, in that you said, you know, everyone you come across has really been there to teach you a lesson. And you also had said that you've really worked to build that community around yourself. And I would love to hear from you, how can you foster a connection with someone you don't know? So it seems like you're good at building those relationships. That is a great question. And I actually get that question a lot. And, and they go, but you Terry, you do it so naturally. And, and, and on the flip side of the coin is like, not really you just ah you know because if you're meeting something you know if you're meeting somebody new like ah but then again you have to be genuine number one and number two you just can't expect oh my god so what am i going to get out of it right so sometimes what i do may be a little bit too much um so when i see somebody and and, and maybe we had this like common thing maybe be moms or maybe oh well maybe we travel to uh, the same place and basically i get i get so excited like oh my god this is my experience xyz da 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 and i tend to like like plurge or plunge oh here this oh because like i've had like good experience or or maybe not so good experience on x y and z and basically i don't want this person to go through the same thing that maybe I went through so maybe I can save them that headache or that grief or whatever it is so you know I definitely always want to help individuals because if we don't help each other then how can we not be better humans so we're not as cranky because I know sometimes we get a little cranky um but if we all had I know this is very utopia saying but but the more we give to others the more we'll be happier in our lives because we keep on giving and giving and giving and when we give more we don't tend to think what we are doing wrong in our lives if we think we're doing wrong in our lives because we are the worst critics of ourselves but but when we give and we talk to other people, sometimes we don't have that critical voice in our head anymore. And that tends to disappear because I know that happens with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I find that that's the quickest way to if you're feeling if you're feeling down or you're feeling self-critical, stop focusing on yourself. <laughs> like really. <Exactly. laughs> like, yeah. Focus on someone else and help somebody. That's the best way for me to get out of any any type of attitude or funk <laughs> yeah actually you definitely said it a lot better than i did you got right to the point <laughs> i went around the merry-go-round a couple times well i do work in marketing and one of my fortes is copywriting so nice you know i'm very good at making big things concise so that's just one of my skills so <laughs> uh, super woman on that that's awesome. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> and something I can tell that you are definitely skilled at and I wanted to ask you about is how you're able to take something that is feeling a bit negative and 
turn it into something positive or make something positive out of it. Can you tell us a bit about that? No, absolutely. Again, that is another question that I get a lot is like, um, actually, I have to tell you just just a small little story. Um, I was at a company and if something would go wrong, I was like, okay, you know, X, Y, Z, and always look at, you know, you know, a different look, a different lens on it. And basically, um, one of the engineers asked um, a friend of mine that basically, you know, I was working and he asked, is Terry always that happy? I mean, we just got our butts chewed out and she's like, not even angry. And he's all, yep. She's always been like that ever since I knew her. And, you know, undergraduate school, she always looks through a different lens. And it's true. I do. Basically, it comes with like, it comes with having a mindset of just how your reactions, just because somebody is yelling at you or screaming at you, that doesn't mean you need to be screaming back. We control of our own. I know it's, I know this is the hardest thing to do not to react, but if they're yelling or whatever at you, I've actually had this happen to me. Somebody was yelling and just did not like what the project was going and X, Y, Z. And I just sat there. Like I said, I said, okay. I said, okay, so I hope you feel better. So do you feel better of getting everything out now? And they were just shocked as jello. Like what? I said, okay, so you expressed to me, this is the problem. So how can I help you? through this what can we do as a team and then after that they were like normal again so just because somebody is screaming at you that doesn't mean it was your fault or what you did wrong totally it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier it's you don't need to attach a meaning to that it's that that's a that's a you them thing sorry not a you thing (laughs) you don't need to attach yeah any meaning to it at all and I love that and it is it is so powerful though when you when you can learn that really the things you can control pretty much boil down to yeah your your emotions and your actions (laughs) but pretty much it yours yours and yours alone it it does open up the world for you I think (laughs) yeah and just you know and you know, and just within my own belief is basically, I don't believe in any negative comments. I don't believe negative anything in my life. It's just feedback. I, you know, I only hear the words. I don't hear how it sounds or thing. It's, it's, It's just feedback. It's just filter for me just to just to be a better designer, or to be a better mother or to be a better parent or a better person, whatever you know, it may be it all it is just feedback. It's like, okay. And basically, I choose what I want to work on. I may not agree. Okay, I may not agree. But you know what, I'm going to put that scene in this cubby hole for now, and deal with it later. Mm-hmm. So, so all the feedback I get, it's like a mental note in my head with certain squares. And I put that in that square. Okay, you know what, I'll deal with that next month. I don't have the bandwidth right now, but I'll still remember it. And you put it in there, shut the door the next month. Oh, that feedback happened again. Somebody told me that. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe I should look at that because that happened again. And then you look at it. And then I feel like some can just stay in the, in the box. Like if it's, yeah, if it's not relevant to you and you don't, you know, it's not true and 
that's okay. <laughs> Leave yeah, it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leave it there and you can focus on it later. Mm, I love that. Well, Terry, before we get into our rapid fire round, I want to acknowledge you for your incredible positive energy and the amazing way that you are working accessibility into everything that you're working on. It's really incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. What's a book that's changed your life? I would have to say Driven Within by Michael Jordan. That has helped me and it's just amazing. Just amazing. Adding that to my list. (laughs) Favorite place you've traveled? Okay. I've been to a lot of beautiful places, but I'm going to be biased. I'm sorry, but um, Hawaii, where I went to school, have family there. There's nothing like being living near a beach at night. You smell the wind and the waves crashing. Nothing can replace that. So it's I would one, have to Yeah. It's one of my favorite things too. And actually Hawaii, part of why I love it is it smells delicious also. Um, I'm a big oh. smell person. It's funny, you forget some people's senses are very mine smell is very big for me like if a place smells weird i'm like oh this is weird i always have you know either fresh flowers or candles things like that like i like smell Uh, and hawaii is one of my favorite smelling places (laughs) yeah and do you remember so so when you fly to um hawaii and you come off the airport you smell all the flowers yes that's what i love it's so it's beautiful like you're a home and it may be a little warm but a little cool and that crisp and you go outside you're like oh it's like going into another awesome dimension you know dimension or 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 just something just something about the air i don't know it's just it's 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 mind-blowing to me sometimes it's beautiful and i yes. love it and it's actually a One of my kind of visions that I'm working towards is that I'm taking my family to Hawaii for December, just for fun. Nice. I'm holding (gasps) that vision. (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) Christmas time in Hawaii is so awesome. They got lights. They got the Santa in downtown Honolulu. It's, 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 it's fabulous. Definitely go. Okay. Love that. What are you most excited for this year? Oh, Lord, this may sound kind of crazy to people, but definitely excited to take um, a lot more classes. I'm doing my second master's and just learning um, in general and just working on my writing and just writing a buttload of articles. They probably may not make sense. Probably nobody reads them, but that's okay. I'm just writing as much as I can to improve that improve that skill unlike you emily you're probably a professional at it already (laughs) that's where i'm trying to get at (laughs) that's awesome well you know there's always i'm a learner like it sounds like you are i love to learn new things and i kind of like to throw myself into the places where i'm a beginner again too because i think it's it's really powerful to feel like you don't know what you're doing and i know you do muay thai and i used to do muay thai and brazilian jiu-jitsu and it was, you know, like I started from zero at age, I don't know, I was like 30. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's so humbling. So I encourage everyone. It doesn't matter if you start off terrible, you have to start somewhere. <laughs> and exactly. There's something that it does, I think, for your mindset and your mentality 
and just showing yourself like how amazing you are that you can learn this whole new thing that you had no idea about before. It's really cool. Yeah. And don't, and don't let you be the only woman in that gym to scare you off. You just go in there. So, so what if you see 10 men in, in there and you're like, what the hell I'm doing here? Doesn't matter. Go in and stick with it. And the longer you stay, those, those, those guys or whoever's in the gym be like, okay, consistency. Anything you do, it's being consistent. And that's how you win is being consistent. I Isn't think. that true? It is true, though. That's how you get there. What's a lesson you've learned recently? To be very, very patient and continue to be patient. I may be, I am a very patient, patient person, but sometimes that patient runs out and is like, oh my gosh, why is it not happening? But then again, I got to bring myself down. It's like, patience, just the reason why it's not happening, because I'm not being patient myself. And once I be patient and learn to be patient or get that reminder, and then the next day it will happen. So I have to learn to be patient. Yeah, it was never my strong suit. I'm getting better and better. And it a child is definitely helpful, I think, to uh, really, you know, accelerate my studies. <laughs> you, you have to have a lot of patience. <laughs> but, I love that. Accelerate your studies. You should, you should make a t-shirt out of that. Accelerate. <laughs> that would be awesome. Or like I love a book that. about that. Mm-hmm. Or like a book with like tips. Oh, that would be, I would buy it. That would be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Sign you up. Name a woman who inspires you. Oh, God. I think that's got to be the hardest question out of everything you have asked me. (laughs) But I would have to say there's this really dear uh, friend of mine. Her name is Leslie Hawthorne. And there was a time that I was kind of, I would say, kind of down on the dumps a little bit, you know. Um, And she was there. I didn't know her. And we had a brief encounter and it's just this one saying is like, you've got a master's degree? Give me your resume. And then after that, that just took off. And she's a very dear friend of mine. And again, she was somebody that believed in me that basically I didn't believe in myself at that time, you know, back in the day. And but not only that, um, she gave me great, great advice, honest advice of what I needed to work on and where I needed to go. But not only that, this woman can write like you can't even imagine. She's a very talented, talented woman. So Leslie, thank you. (laughs) Aw, sounds like an amazing mentor and friend. Yes, absolutely. That's, That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Terry. This has been such a great conversation. I know everyone's going to really enjoy it. And I really appreciate your time. No, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Girls Who Run the World podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would love it. Leave us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Our Gorongosa, head over to OurGorongosa.com and find us on social at OurGorongosa.com.